Are you giving yourself enough downtime? Hi, my name is Samra Obuselbi. I'm the host of the show, Super Awesome You, on the Super Awesome Mix podcast network. You can find more of our content at Super Awesome Mix on Instagram and superawesomemix.com. If you haven't already taken a moment to leave a five-star review, please consider doing so. It helps expand the reach of the show and convince more people to listen. And we could all use more super awesome people in the world. I think we can all agree on that. If you have already done so, thank you so much. I genuinely and greatly appreciate it. It means a lot. This week, I'm covering the topic of allowing ourselves downtime and the importance of that. I was in the park the other day and I heard a guy talking to a friend of his. We were kind of in step. I was walking my dog. And so as is, you know, the case in the park, it's really fun to kind of like hear other conversations around you and and see what people are, are up to. And, and this one in particular caught my attention because he was talking about how he just recently got an Audible account and he loves audiobooks and that's all well and good. But what really sparked my interest was his comment about how now he fills literally every minute of his day with an audiobook and that he's like optimized his schedule to where even if it's a minute waiting in line or waiting for an elevator or five minute walk, he's listening to a book on some topic and now he's learning all about this and learning all about that. And that sounds admirable. And, you know, if it works for him, it works for him. That's great. But my concern is that we are kind of over optimizing our time and we don't allow ourselves any downtime. Downtime is incredibly important for our brain. I think I've used this analogy before, but I'll use it one more time. If you don't give yourself downtime, it's like stepping into a car, pressing on the gas, and let's say it's a gas engine, you know, pressing on on the gas pedal and revving the engine to where it's redlining and you're like pushing it in first gear and you never let your foot off the gas. What's happening is that you are basically burning your brain out. Our brains are incredibly complex machines, incredibly complex engines, and they are designed for rest, just like any other machine on the planet. If you run an engine, a car engine, in first gear for that long, it will eventually burn out. The oil is going to be gone. The engine is going to overheat. Something's going to start to break. That's not great. Our brains are very much, you know, they follow all the same rules of thermodynamics and, and of physics, and they are designed for downtime. So if you fill every single minute of your day with information, you're basically just pressing on that gas pedal and you're never giving yourself a breather. There are a lot of downstream effects of what happens if you do this. One, you never give yourself space for those aha moments. So if you ever had like a shower thought or an aha moment or whatever, you know, you may have heard it called by, what's happening there is like, that's actually those moments when you are letting up off the gas. And when you're letting up off the gas, what's happening is you're kind of stopped thinking using your prefrontal cortex, which is the most advanced part of our brain. And it's the newest part of our brain from an evolutionary standpoint. That is where a lot of like thinking and thoughts and, you know, all the amazing things that humans do kind of reside in that part of our brain. Whenever you do things like meditate or go for a walk in the park or just sit or read a book even or do something kind of like really light touch, like coloring, like, you know, all the rage of like coloring books and working on puzzles, things to where like, you're kind of giving your brain a task to do, but it's a task that you're so familiar with that you don't really need to actively think about it. So you kind of go into this, you know, lull a bit and you you kind of silence that part of your brain. Then you are given a space for an aha moment. 
showerers are a really good example of that. That's why they call them shower thoughts, because you are in an, a focused environment, you know, unless you're like bringing your iPhone in, which I will admit, I've been guilty of doing that every now and then uh, to just like listen to music or something while I'm in the shower, especially once they became waterproof. I don't do that anymore. But, you know, unless let's just assume a traditional shower environment where it's just basically you, the water, and you need to clean yourself you kind of like space out a bit and your brain goes elsewhere and you're like all of a sudden, you know, some problem that you had that day gets solved or you just had a thought or you have a really exciting idea. It happens to me all the time. And that is because you are doing a task that's highly repeatable that your brain really kind of knows how to do. So it doesn't need to be actively engaged with. So you're giving the rest of the part of your brain to kind of speak up a little bit. Your so-called subconscious. It's where, you know, the bulk of your brain activity kind of resides but it can have a voice now. You're just finally letting it like bubble up to the surface because it's constantly working back there, but it can't really have a voice if you are constantly feeding it information, such as listening to an audiobook every minute of your day or having you know your iPhone in your hand and scrolling on TikTok or on Instagram Reels or reading the news or getting push notifications or all the millions of things that kind of vie for our attention. When you exist in that space, you will never really get that rest moment. You'll never give yourself the opportunity for, you know, creative thought and new ideas and and solving problems that are sticky. So while I think it's great to try to, you know, read books and learn, and I absolutely encourage doing that, I would argue it's equally as important to make sure you have time where you're not doing any of those things because that gives you that chance to kind of you know, reconcile all the new information that you've learned, um, you allow it to kind of set in and bake, and then spark new thoughts from that. Taking in new information and learning new stuff is really, really exciting because, you know, it's new and, and you might be able to apply it to some other part in your life, but you need to be able to, to bake that in, you know, that foundation in your brain in order for you to then connect the dot to something else that you're doing and have that aha moment. So my recommendation is don't overschedule your minute. We tend to be in like a very kind of, you know, productivity centric culture, especially in the United States, where, again, if, if we feel like we're not doing something every minute of the day, we feel like we're failing somehow. But I think not doing something is equally, if not more important than doing something, because you you need to let your foot off the gas. You're going to burn yourself out otherwise. One of the best ways that I have found to do this is to schedule that time. You can use the Pomodoro technique. That's very popular. It's honestly kind of just arbitrary, like that you work for 25 minutes and then rest for five. You could design it however you want, however you naturally kind of feel whenever you've reached a certain point. You know, I think you, you can kind of listen to yourself and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stretched. I need a break. Give yourself a five to 10 minute break. Even sometimes a one to two minute break makes a world of a difference. I will get up, I'll stretch, I'll walk back and forth in my apartment Sometimes just one or two minutes is enough to trigger like, oh, okay, wait, no, I just figured something out and I want to sit back down and I have like another burst of work. We do tend to kind of work in bursts and then rest, burst and then rest. So Pomodoro technique is really popular for this kind of work. You can, again, can design it however you like, whatever works best for you. Another thing you can do is to just meditate, you know, 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day, even two to three minutes a day where you specifically sit down and try to do nothing except focus on your breath for however many minutes you decide is a really good training exercise for quieting the mind, giving yourself that space of not trying to do something for 
you know, a couple of minutes. That's that's that rest time. That's whenever you're letting the foot off the gas and you're letting the engine cool back down and the oil replenish and and the parts, you know, replenish themselves as well. Finally, another thing that I like to do throughout the day to where I'm not filling every single minute with activity, you know, I live in a building with an elevator. So whenever I call the elevator button, I do not, you know, it's not always, but for the most part, 95% of the time, I try not to reach for my phone. And if I do reach for it and I catch myself doing it, I place it back in my pocket and I just stand there and allow myself to take a breath, you know, take a deep breath, just do literally anything else except grab my phone and look down at it. Because again, I'm trying to build this habit, these tiny little habits throughout the day of recognizing that, hey, my brain needs a rest and I'm doing it a favor by giving it these couple of moments where I'm not just immediately trying to fill it with more information or with an audiobook or with videos or with text messages or push notifications. The payoff is enormous. And I have found that on days where I'm more disciplined and I have a better kind of ratio of like work to not work period or creativity to, you know, kind of off periods, I end the day much more rejuvenated and much more balanced feeling versus the days where I'm like on the entire day and I just feel very worn out and and truthfully exhausted in the in the true sense of the word. So this week's song of the week to kind of remind yourself to be in the moment is Eminem's Lose Yourself. So Eminem has a number of songs that I think are just so, so strong with a beat, with the lyrics, with just, you know, kind of getting you fired up. And this one is no exception. And I picked it because I really do want you to lose yourself in the moment of doing nothing. Like allow yourself to do nothing and be curious about it. Turn it into doing something. Let doing nothing be doing something because you'll find that it's actually quite interesting. Your brain might end up throwing a bit of a tantrum that you're not, you know, scrolling on your phone. You might like literally feel like, oh my gosh, I don't like this. I'm so bored. Like listen to those thoughts, Uh, be entertained by them, be curious about them. Because that is how you're going to start to train yourself to be okay, not, you know, pressing play on a book and not scrolling through Instagram or dating profiles or whatever normally grabs your attention and those little minute to two minute breaks throughout the day. I really think you'll find that the payoff is is worth it. Um, But start small. You know, I whenever I first started meditating, I tried to literally sit down for half an hour thinking like, oh yeah, what's half an hour? I'm going to knock it all out in one go. And that did not go well. So start small, see, you know, if you can do it while waiting in line or at a red light, like not just reflexively go for your phone or not hit play on an audiobook, and, you know, be curious, see what happens until next week. I hope you have an amazing week as always. And I will talk to you then.